You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Welcome to this episode of Heal. On our episode today, I am chatting with Peggy Bell, who happens to be a resiliency coach, um, but she's also a best-selling author. And she just told me that she was a teacher for 40 years. God bless you, Peggy Bell. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Oh, hi, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. It's I'm my excited pleasure. To be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're here. And thanks for... Uh, jumping in last minute to get on the podcast. I know that our schedules were a little, there was a little wonky something, but no big deal. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. That's all that matters. So I'm really happy to meet with you. Um, before we hit re record, everybody, we were chatting and she was telling me how she was a teacher and she was telling me one of her upcoming gigs is as a speaker as well. So she's also a speaker. Um, if there are any administrators listening out there or any teachers, and you, um, after hearing this episode, want to book Peggy, I'm sure she'll let us know how. So tell me, Peggy, um, when you were five and your kindergarten teacher asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, did you say a resilience coach? <laughs> I did not. I said I wanted to be a teacher. Wow, and, and I you always, were. <laughs> exactly. I had my make-believe classroom with my make-believe students. I love and it. When it was time to graduate high school, my mom said, I know without a doubt what you plan to do when you graduate. And I said, yeah, what else, you know? Yeah. So yes, I did become a teacher and I was a teacher for 40 years. Wow. I don't know how you did that for 40 years. I'm on my I'm 16 years and I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they were, they were all good years, but the last few years were really rough. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you because it wasn't just the teaching that had changed so much, but I started facing other personal situations and that made teaching even harder. So when yeah. it came time to retire, I was ready. They yeah. always say, you'll know when you're ready to retire from teaching. No one will have to tell you. And that's so true. Right. So tell <laughs> us about your life. Where did it all begin? What, how, what, what, I know you wanted to be a teacher when you grew up and that happened. So tell us about your um, life after becoming a teacher. I was from, am from Louisiana originally. And so oh, nice. I grew up um, on a farm, you know, in Cajun country, Southeast Louisiana. Um, and I always had a love of writing too. So those kind of went hand in hand with each other. Yeah. And I remember when I was in seventh grade, I won a, um, a writing contest yeah. and that that like just put a boost in my my self-confidence as far as writing ability and I, I never stopped after that because we lived out on a farm and we didn't have really close neighbors or you know we didn't live in a subdivision neighborhood or anything I spent a lot of time by myself and so I would write all the time I would just go sit outside and and write you know about anything and everything so it was teaching and it was writing and all of that came to fruition. So 
when did you, you started writing when you were younger, but you said you are a best-selling author as well. When did you decide to write a book? Um, it happened, I probably started 25 years ago, like really getting serious about it. Mm-hmm. My first book came out, I think it was 2008 mm-hmm. or seven, and it was a children's chapter book. Oh, and, nice. And, um, my next book was a, a young adult novel. And so um, I wrote a, did a teacher's gift book. I wrote a, um, how do you know if teaching is for you book. Oh my gosh, you're um, prolific. You've written a lot of books. Yeah, I've done some planners and journals and activity books for kids and workbooks. And I've got all of those. But then I, after I retired from teaching, I went to nonfiction and the reason I did that is because in 2009, I lost my husband. Oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. We had been married for 30 years. And so because we were living at that time, we had already moved to Texas and my family was not nearby. Um, my daughter, my older daughter was getting married in four months at the time he passed. My younger daughter was leaving for college she was scheduled to leave the day after he passed. Oh my goodness. So, um, I had empty nest at the same time that I was uh, going through this horrible, horrible grief. And so when I decided I was going to write another book, I said, this time it's going to be for widows. And if I can help anybody get through it a little bit easier than what I did, then it's going to all be worth it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of when I switched genres. And now I only write nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And they're mostly helping people, self-help type books. Yes, that one was um, Life After Loss for Widows. And then uh, my next book I wrote for midlife, people in midlife, and it was called Season to Perfection. It's not a crisis, it's an opportunity. I love that. And um, I have another book being released very soon. Um any day now, actually. And it's called Stuck to Unstoppable, Living Life with Power, Passion, and Purpose. That's amazing. In that, I talk about um, the way that I transformed my life. And I call it the BELL approach. BELL being my last name, but it's also an acronym that stands for Believe, Evolve, Love Yourself, and Live Your Purpose. I love that. (laughs) I take each part and then I can't go into full detail in the book because it's, it's, you know, it's a co-signature coaching program, but I do talk about it because it's that important to transform Mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. After being married for 30 years and raising a family and all of a sudden your husband's gone and your kids are leaving and starting their lives, um, what on earth, what do you do? How, how did you bounce back? What? You know, it was the hardest thing because at the time of his passing, I was recovering from my third knee surgery. And so I had physical pain. Mm-hmm. I stayed away. It was the second day of school when he passed in August that year. Um, so I tried not to stay away from school very long. And I stayed maybe two weeks. And in that was uh, Labor Day had fallen in between there. Oh, my Um, gosh. I went back and I was teaching a a reading class for struggling readers. So, you know, I was their big cheerleader because they didn't have the self-confidence that they needed. And so that class required a lot of love and motivation Mm -hmm. 
you know, constantly trying to build them up from what Mm -hmm. they felt like they couldn't succeed with. And so I did that for a while and I found myself hitting a brick wall. Yeah. I had, and this is just after your husband had passed and you're in some physical pain from your surgery and your children have all like, yes. And then the emotional pain from the grief was, you know, I didn't have family around me uh, that they could just come and check on me. And that's the thing though, I, I find myself to, I find myself saying, and living this way, like, you know, if I just go to work, it'll just be easier. It's routine. Mm-hmm. And not that you want to forget anything that's happened, but it just, your mind is somewhere else because yeah. being a teacher is all consuming. Um, well, you know, and then in my mind, I was thinking, okay, the, the longer I stay away, the more I have to catch up with my teaching and the longer, bigger gaps they'll have. And it's not fair to them. So it was like, I was putting everybody else in first and I was putting myself last. Yeah. Well, my, my cup quickly emptied and I had yeah. nothing else to give. And I found myself hitting a brick wall. What did and that look like? What did that brick wall, what did that look like? It was when I, I went to work and I couldn't, I couldn't motivate myself. You know, it was yeah. like, it was like my kids were coming in, but I just didn't have it in me to just be that that I just call myself that cheerleader for them all the time. Yeah. And there was so much sadness. And then the pain that I wouldn't be able to sleep between the grief of losing my husband and missing my kids and um, the pain of trying to recover from the surgery. It just became too much. I just, I had to take a step back and realize I, I can't do this. I came to work too soon. I have nothing left to give to these kids. Yeah. yeah. And Plus, take a step back. I was still having the remnants of Lyme disease that I had oh got for. So I had all of this. And I, I just I asked for a leave of absence because I said, I just can't. It's not fair to my kids at school. It's not fair to me. And so I just need some time. I, I have to get away. And so they were very gracious, gave me some time off. And I went home and allowed myself to heal physically from my knee surgery. I did all kinds of reading books on, you know, widowhood and getting through things and just tried to make my, give myself the self-care that I had not given before. For 40 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it took, I forgot how long I stayed, uh, maybe a month off or something. And then I went back and, you know, of course the grief was still there, but it, I had, progressed enough that I was able to fill my cup some and I could go back and I was able to give back to my students. Um, how did you how did you fill your cup? And what it's not just from that month off. Did you did you plan on doing more than just a lot of self-care? Yeah. A lot of um journaling, nice. a lot of visualization, letting myself know that you know I could do this. Um, I've saw just how strong I was Mm -hmm. after losing my husband because Mm -hmm. we were always a pair and when suddenly I'm by myself and then I what do I do you know when you're forced to do it you're gonna get through it it's there's no it's that quote that is um I don't know how she did it or something like that and it's like well I didn't have a choice exactly choice you just did it and I, you know, I talk about it in the book I wrote that I remember the first time something broke in my bathroom and I thought, oh my gosh, yeah. Gosh. So um, 
took a picture of it, went to the local hardware store, told them what was wrong. It was inside the toilet tank. And they said, oh, that's an easy fix. You just take a wrench and you do this and do this. And <laughs> so I bought the, the part. I went and I got the wrench out of the, the shed and I uh, I fixed it. And now yeah. I can't tell you how proud I was. I, I'm excited for that. you. I'm like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that was just the baby step. But it showed me, okay, it was it was the um, affirmation. I guess I needed, you can do this. You know, yep. life is not over for you. And that was a big part of it too, for me to realize life ended for him and life as I knew it was over, but my life wasn't over. That's right. And There's I still so live. much more to live. There's yeah. still so much to live for. And my husband was so full of life. I felt like I wasn't honoring him by being this grieving widow who couldn't get herself out of bed, I needed to live for both of us. And that's yeah. what I did. And that was the part that moved me. I'm sure you're super inspiring to others around you as well. Well, I would like to be, I hope that I am. I do have a, a Facebook group for widows. And so I have about 350 women that are in there. Um, and so I, I do some Facebook lives and they post for each other and we're there for each other. You know, what's summer, the name of your group? It's Life After Loss for Widows. It's the same title as my book. And I just wanted to it's I just wanted to be there for them. Like I said, if anybody could have a better, an easier time than what I had, even if it's by one day or, or whatever it was, then it was worth it to me. And Absolutely. so we just, we try to be there for each other. And I try to take different aspects that I know that I went through and I'll do a Facebook live on it. And the group's been going now for over two years. So I've got a lot of videos in there that people can go back and look at the older videos and watch. And I think com uh, compare it to a sunflower, that's kind of like our symbol because yeah. the, the dark part of the sunflower is like the grief and as you start to branch out from your grief journey and you start to see life again, then the, the petals start to bloom and you stand tall. And so that's our symbol for our group is the sunflower. That's beautiful. I love that. All right. I'll make sure that I put those that information in the podcast notes as well. Um, so okay. if anyone's listening and they're interested in following that Facebook group, um, you don't need to write it down. It'll be in the podcast notes. Okay. So teaching for 40 years, I, I, I don't know why I keep coming back to it, but it's, it's so <laughs> impressive. <laughs> oh. You must have seen um, education go from A to Z, back to A, and then maybe to M, and then back to A again. Like, yes. you must have seen all of the changes. That pendulum just swung from one end to the other. But, you know, it was funny because the first days of school back in 1979, 80 school year, <laughs> they would come into class and they would, you know, still be so shy and nervous coming in class. And um, as the years went by, they were a little less shy. And, you know, and now it's it's like free for all when they come to school. So, yeah, things have changed. Um, the teacher used to be a lot more respected when I first started than they are now in any situations. Um, so not as much paperwork as we have now. Um, the bureaucracy is, is 
pretty bad now. How <laughs> long has it been? Make the, people that make the rules have never been in the classroom. Isn't or it crazy? Isn't it the most insane thing years. ever? Yes. Uh, if yeah, they'd only get... spend one day, I think they'd change their way of thinking, you know. I know I can't get on my soapbox here, but I, I could easily. Um, how many years has it been since you've retired? I retired in 2017. Perfect timing. By then, I, yes. By then, I had had five knee surgeries. Oh my gosh! Do you so, have a, how many new knees do you have? Well, now I have two new knees, <laughs> and so um, yeah, yeah, I retired at just the right time, and I feel really so did. bad for teachers that are going through what they're going through now. It's it's mm-hmm. it's amazing what they have to deal with. Talk about resilience! I feel like you're re- being a resilience coach just goes right hand in hand with being a teacher really and a mom and a widow because you really have to um just keep fighting keep going moving forward in all of those roles in everyone everyone's role but you know what I mean I'm a a woman and I'm a teacher and so I understand so I can speak about those two things like you do you just need to keep going forward moving forward no matter how hard things get you just have to keep going and the thing about it you know is and I say all the time is that life may not be as you pictured it. And I, I sometimes equate it to a, a puzzle when you're putting a puzzle together and you just start to get the, the look at what it's going to look like when it's finished. And then all of a sudden something comes to disrupt the puzzle and the pieces just get lost and you can't recognize it anymore. <laughs> I said, that's kind of what grief was, you know, oh it's my like gosh, you yeah. recognize your life what role do I have? Your friends change, your social circles change, your finances change, everything changes. Yeah. But sometimes when you come through that and it, it happens in life with any kind of uh, life-changing events, whether it's changing your jobs or your financial situations, divorce, whatever it is. Any sometimes, big change, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you come out that other end, it's not what you envisioned, but sometimes it could even be better. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'd like to think, and this might be a Pollyanna approach, but I like to think it is better because I think even though what you've gone through is, is was very difficult, um, not a lot of people come back from it. There, If you do look back and say, well, what did I learn from this awful experience? Well, you learned how strong you were. You know, you learned how you can stand on your own two feet. Um, and if you focus on that part, of course, keep his memory um, in your heart and mind and wherever, whatever. Uh, however, remembering uh, that was hard, but look at where I am now and look how strong I am and what I realized about myself. There's always something that you can. Yeah, I always say you find your message within your mess. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. That, you know, and sometimes I hate to say it because when I say, you know, life is better now than it's ever been. And I don't mean that I don't miss him at all. all That's right. not the, the case at all. Um, but it was from that loss that I found my strength. That's right. And it's from that loss that I went after the gifts that I had not used in so long. Mm-hmm. And so I believe everybody's born with gifts mm-hmm. and we shouldn't die with those gifts not being used. We mm-hmm. should use them to the fullest. And I'm a big proponent of that, that we just... We have to go out and use those gifts and share them with the world. I agree. I agree. The key is finding it and understanding it. Whatever makes your heart light up, 
that's what your gift is, whatever that is. Yes. Um, wow. Okay. So we, I want to talk to you a little bit about your books, which we can, we can definitely promote those. Um, but I'm dying to learn more about your coaching um, that you offer. So we'll take a real quick break, like two seconds, and we'll be right back. And when we okay. come back, we'll talk, learn a little bit more about Peggy's books, but we'll really get into um, her coaching program because I think that you guys would love it. It sounds really interesting. We'll be right back. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And we're back. Thank you again for joining us for this episode. If you remember, we have Peggy Bell here, who is a resilience coach, but she's also a best-selling author and a speaker. Um, so I really want to talk about this new book that's going to be released soon. Uh, what's the title of that one? The name of it is Stuck to Unstoppable, Living Life with Power, Passion, and Purpose. You're going to have to send that one to me. I don't want to take the time to write it down while we're talking. Okay. <laughs> From stuck to unstoppable. I do have it written down, but I'd like the whole title so I can let everyone know. So tell me just a little bit about what that book is about and who, um, who would be your audience? My audience is for reading it is for anybody who wants to live life according to their terms, live life authentically, nice. not what somebody else wants you to live, yep. um, not the way they see it, but the way you see it. Yeah. And it's the transformation that I took for myself when I first began getting after I got my teaching, my coaching certification, I was my first client because I needed it. Yeah. And I went through, you know, getting rid of the limiting beliefs. I worked on my self-critic. I expanded my comfort zone. I did everything that I needed to, to become that authentic person. And I went after the goals that were on the back burner for so many years. Yeah. And that big dream of mine, but my biggest fear was public speaking. And right before my 60th birthday, I said, you know what? If I don't do it now, I never will. And yeah. so I started speaking on Facebook lives and I was expanded. And now I'm speaking um, it, for different groups and organizations and really loving it. So it's all about going after it. You're never too old to dream uh, a new dream. Yeah. <laughs> You're never too anything when you want it. Yep. That's right. That's fabulous. So tell us a little bit, as much as you feel comfortable with, tell us a little bit about your coaching program. Um, enough so that if our listeners are interested, they'll have a good understanding as to how you can help them and support okay. them. One uh, program that I teach is uh, being a beacon of uh, light in a world of chaos. Yeah. And I teach, I'm working with school administrators on that one, but I could also change it a little bit to work with any kind of management or leaders for their employees. Yeah. And it's just about, you know, you're going to get the best employee when you get the employee that 
is the best version of themselves, who feels right. confident, who feels motivated, um, who feels ready to tackle things every day. And those are the kind of people that are going to be strong. They're going to work your, your, uh, your business. They're going to be more productive when they feel better about themselves. And, they, um, and I have um, a question about that. I'm, I know I interrupt a lot, but I do have a question. Do you, do you address the leaders too in this program or is it just the individual and how they can be better versions of who they are and themselves? No, the leaders, the leaders also. So it could be a, it could be managers uh, mm-hmm. of a business. It could be the administrations of school. Mm-hmm. So it's not just for them. the employees. It's really for just, the whole organization to right. understand that when you're your best version of yourself, not only are you a better manager or leader, but you're also a better employee. Right. Yeah. Because everybody, if, if everybody's living authentically in the best version of themselves, then it's a whole lot easier to work with people. You mm-hmm. know, um, if you're, if you're stuck on low self-confidence and you've got somebody that's has a problem with aggressive behavior because mm-hmm. of what they're going through, you know, you, you're going to have problems. And so, looking at all of those different avenues and working on those areas that we need to work on is going to make you more productive. It's going to make you want to do things more. Because I know having a really good, compassionate um, leader, uh, if I, if any of my bosses had any ounce of respect and caring and compassion for me and my colleagues, I would do so much more for them. Exactly. I talked about, um, two principles that I had, I had several, but the worst one I ever had, he had that it's my way or the highway. Yeah. He took pleasure in trying to criticize you and embarrass you in front of people. Yeah. And, you know, and see, I think he took pleasure in seeing how, how many people he could make cry, you know, honestly. And well, when the bell rang at the end of the day, I was gone. You know, I didn't want to be there. Nope. And my best principal always had an open door policy. And if his door was closed, you knew he was with someone. And if you went and you asked him if you could have a few minutes, he would get up from behind his desk and come sit next to you, close the door, come sit next to you because he didn't want to have that barrier of that power trip, you know, sitting behind his desk. And he would listen to everything you had to say. He may not agree with everything, but he would listen to everything and he would say, you know, get back with you. Let me think about it. And he would get back with you and he respected your opinions. Wow. And I can't tell you how hard I worked at that school. I mean, doing so many things. You don't have to tell me because I know that I would be the same way. Yeah. And so it's, it's all about how you treat people. And I think sometimes the way you treat people stems from the way you're feeling yourself. And so oh, there's you know no that sometimes about it, it's 100% yeah, true. That principle that was so yep. hard had a low self-esteem. Yep. So it was like, how, how could he bring you down to his level? You know, yep. he wanted the power trip to make himself feel good. That's right. But it was mm-hmm. obvious he had that low self-confidence. So that's what I work with on, on doing uh, that kind of talk. And then I do a signature program that I call the bell approach. Yeah. And, um, it's my last name, but it's an acronym and it stands for believe, evolve, love yourself and live your purpose. And I it's that. that logical order 
of how you start because believing in yourself is a your really mindset is, is, is it if, if you don't have that inner coach cheering you on um all the time exactly. or if you don't notice the inner critic creeping in then you're going to make decisions that aren't the best for you and i had a very loud vocal self-critic <laughs> <laughs> yeah very loud yeah <laughs> Me too. That sounds so like amazing. So I have a question for you. Sure. I know you're on a podcast. You're like, well, of course you have a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's bad when I don't have questions. Yeah, um, that's, that's when we worry. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you have your group for widows. Would you ever do a, a separate Facebook group for um, Stuck to Unstoppable and your coaching program? Probably. I probably will. Yeah. And it's uh, something that I'm thinking about. I want to let the book get released first. And then um, if it's my in my coaching program, I'll probably have just a private coaching program. I think that's a great people, idea. Yeah. People that are in it. Participants um, to join and have yeah. like lifelong support there in right. that group. And then I'll keep coming in and, and offering things. I'll do Facebook lives and it'll yeah. all be part of that that course. That's amazing. So, I'm so looking tell, for my book to be released so I can do lots of new things. By the time this podcast episode is released, your book will be released. So where can people yeah. find that? Um, do they go to your website to order it or do they go on Amazon when it's released? It's going to be available both places. My website is PeggyMBell.com. PeggyMBell.com. Got it. And on um Amazon, you I have enough books on there. I think if you just uh, go books and then type in my name, mm -hmm. my book will come up. Awesome. And so, um, yeah, you'll be able to find it in both places. Are people able to, I know when this episode comes out, it'll be released, but I'm curious for my own curiosity. Can you pre-order that book, even though it's not released yet? It's not on pre-order yet because okay. uh, at the time my uh, editor they were having COVID issues, issues. in their family. <laughs> yeah. And so it, things have been postponed. So I, okay. uh, it's not available yet for um, pre-sale. One thing I do want to mention, though, is that this book is going to have a free downloadable workbook. And so yeah. at the end of every uh, chapter, they're going to have a call to action steps. But the downloadable workbook is going to go even deeper. Nice. To to talk about whatever it is we were discussing in the chapter. So that's going that. to be a bonus on that. I love that because one thing that I, I usually assign my coaching clients is to journal. And if they're not a journaler, maybe record. Like, I just, I feel like you just need to get things out on paper. Yes. And it's so important to sit and dig deep and really be honest with yourself. And um, I love that you have that free downloadable workbook that's wonderful what a nice yeah that's the first time I've ever done it with uh with one of my books but I'm looking forward to that because you can go so self-reflect so much more and like you said dig deep into yep. your thoughts not just yes, reading the book but taking it in another level yep yeah so if they go to peggymbell.com can they also find a, a way there to connect with you if they wanted to hire you or is that the one-stop shopping place for them to go? Yes, there's a okay. page on there, a contact me page. Okay. And so you'll be able to uh, get in touch with me there. And um, 
there's also a, a page on my website that has free resources. Right now I have a guide about um, confessions of a recovered self-doubter. And it's Ooh, a that. to help you if you have problems with self-doubt and wanting to get yourself out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so that's a free resource. You're welcome to go to my website and download that. I love that. A lot of my listeners probably would love that as well. Thank you for offering that for free. That's and awesome. then it shows the other books that I have available. Um, okay. I don't have links to buy them there, but it's it's to show you what they look like that's available yeah. on Amazon. Yeah, and then it's easy enough to find them uh, shopping online. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to promote or share with the listeners before I ask you my three last questions? I do have a, a, a Thursday newsletter that I that I send out every Thursday morning and I just call it Thursday Thoughts. And it's a motivational newsletter. It's very short, you know, maybe a two minute read or something. And then I've always put like a little joke at the end and it's just something to get you motivated. And yeah. so um, if you're interested in that, go to my website on the contact me and tell me that you're interested in it. And I'll send you the link to sign up for that newsletter. It's free. If you see it's not for you, you can always unsubscribe. Oh, that's so nice. I love, there's nothing better than a little boost of motivation every morning for me. So I like that idea of a weekly motivational newsletter. Um, yeah. So did everyone they, hear that? You go to peggyambell.com and you can go to contact me and tell her I'm interested in your weekly newsletter and she, and you'll be on her mailing list. And like she said, if, it, if you start receiving them and it doesn't feel like it's for you, then you can unsubscribe. But I can't imagine a little motivation in the morning not being for everybody. Sometimes I've started just um, recently, sometimes doing a, a video instead of just the newsletter. I It's me giving a little tidbit. Sometimes yeah. it's going to be an audio and then sometimes it's going to be text, but it's going to be short and just quick something in the morning, a pick me up and just make your day better. That's what I love I'm that. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're all trying to do. Just help people make their days better. That's right. I really appreciate your time. I'm going to ask you three questions that we ask everybody at the end of the podcast. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. When you're at your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? My most peaceful is probably besides the writing and stuff that I do is listening to live music. Oh, nice. Um, Who are your favorites? I, I, I love doing that. I love acoustic guitar. Um, I remarried since my husband passed in 2009. And so my husband now is a, a musician. And so he did, played a lot of music. He was in bands. And so we used to follow uh, with him and listening to, he used to do seventies uh, music, but he's not in a band anymore, but we would go a lot of times and just go listen to live entertainment in the Houston area. And that nice. was just so relaxing after a long week to just, yeah go sit and sip on wine and listen to, to somebody show that their time. Like fun. Yeah. <laughs> I miss live music. <laughs> okay. Uh, what one book or two, but what one book would you recommend life-changing book that you read? I love Les Brown. I love listening to Les Brown talk. So the last book that he, I think it's his last book was uh, You Gotta Be Hungry mm -hmm. by Les Brown. And 
I learned things about him that I didn't know mm-hmm. about him in that book and the motivation that he he shares. Uh, we share a lot of the same philosophies, I guess, because he believes everybody has was born with gifts and, mm-hmm. and you need to share those gifts. And I believe the same thing. And so I love listening to Les Brown. So I would say that's one of my favorite books. Thank you. And your last question is, if money wasn't an object, what would you be doing? Traveling. I would be traveling, but I would also be talking to, mm-hmm. um, I have a, a soft spot for people that have gone through human trafficking and domestic abuse. Where did that come from? I mean, I understand having the soft spot, but did you have any experience with it? No, no, I didn't. But for Houston is, is a big part, has a big problem with it because Hmm. of where the location of it. Yeah. And it just, um, I had spoken to people who have were, uh, dealing with that. They, they talked to people that were going through, uh, the human trafficking and I always said, if I could, I would work with those people. And so if money wasn't an object, I would probably be traveling everywhere, trying to do what I could to help those people any way that I could. That's very admirable. Well, thank you so much, Peggy. Um, it has again, been a joy. Thank oh, you. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you. If you want to get in touch with Peggy, if, you, if her story um, is interesting to you, or if you want to hire her for either speaking or for coaching, you can go to Peggy M as in Mary. What's the M for? That's my maiden name. And it was Melanson. Ah, so Peggy M bell.com. And you can just click contact me and you can just contact her directly. Absolutely. I would love to hear from you. Yes. But she also has some great resources, free resources on there too. So you should go check her out. And uh, thank you so much, Peggy. It really has been so great to get to know you and to chat with you. Congratulations on your retirement, even though it's, you know, a few years ago, but congratulations um, on that accomplishment and on all of your books. And I'm excited for your new book. I I can't wait to see it. Hopefully when it comes out, I'll order it. (laughs) I can't wait to read it. I'm very excited. Sounds great. Thank Thank you you so much. I appreciate it. And everybody else, I'll be back in just a sec. And here I am. I am back, just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.